Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. is Armed American Radio. If they want to take my guns, they're going to have to bring a station wagon and a whole lot of friends because I'm not giving them anything. From the Car Firearms Group studio. On the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Freedom might be an uphill battle sometimes, but freedom will always prevail. Proudly presented to you by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights, Mark Walters. 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 I can't believe we have two hours of Armed American Radio already in the books. Greg over in Dallas, Texas, how you doing, brother? Uh, here we are, hour number three. Two hours in the in the rearview mirror already. I can't believe it. Flew right by Alan Gottlieb and AWR Hawkins in the first hour, and a full hour with Neil McCabe, just talking some worldly stuff. We're going to continue part of that conversation, then talk about some domestic issues as well. It uh, looks like we do not have Justin Moon on the phone yet. Is that true? Uh, yeah, not yet. If he calls in, I'll let you know. Okay, yeah. Greg will do that. And I certainly wasn't trying to tell you how to do your job. Uh, okay. I know you're very capable of doing that. <laughs> and part, part of what you do is tell people where to participate in the chat here in the Car Firearms Group studios on the Sig Sauer mic brought to you by X. Would you be kind enough to do that in this hour? Yeah, sure. I do that sometimes. If you would like to join our live chat, all you have to do is head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. Hey, Neil, are you still here? Yes. Hello. Oh, okay, is good. Well, hold. Yeah, it is. <laughs> hold on. I know you're here, so let me go to Brad first. You hang tight because you were here for an hour. Brad Primo, CEO of Lead Slingers. How you doing, brother? Doing great, Mark. How are you? Doing good. Looks like it's you, me, and Neil for now. Until we can get Justin to call in, if he can. And if he can't, that's fine. We'll just bring him back next week. But uh, we will miss Justin Moon today on the program. And Neil McCabe, welcome back in, my brother. If you're just joining us, Neil was with us for the previous hour. Welcome back in, Neil. It's great to have you here, as usual. It's good to be home. So i got to start with Brad. Brad, why is every Jew in America not armed at this point? I don't know. Wow, <laughs> right? Wow. I, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. I, Sorry for that question. Square, no, you're, that's a good question. I, I just, I've never been able to square that myself just because, uh, you know, their, their history is, is full of uh, just time after time uh, being victimized, uh, brutally victimized by mobs of people or governments. Um, and so you would think that, you know, they would be, you know, in favor of arming themselves with the teeth and becoming extremely hard targets. Um, but for some reason, at least in the United States, uh, they've been deceived. Um, it, you know, they've been deceived quite badly by the left and by the Democrat Party. And uh, they are a reliable Democrat voting bloc, and they vote against their own interests, as do most people who vote Democrat without even realizing it, probably. You know, I have a lot of Jewish friends that don't vote Democrat and never would. I have a lot of Jewish friends that have always voted Democrat and I think might be changing their tune a tad bit based on what we're seeing domestically here on university campuses. 
based on what we're seeing in the halls of Congress from loudmouths like these squad goofballs that have infiltrated our government. Neil McCabe, I'm sure you probably know Jews on both sides. Well, yeah, it's, you know, it's 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 difficult because, I, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, I, I just don't want to make any kind of blanket statement. All right. But I just know that this is a group of people who, like Brad said, that throughout history and in very recent history and in current news today have been targeted for just absolutely foul violence. Um, you know, I'm thinking about the, uh, the synagogue shootings that we've had in the last few years. Mm-hmm. And it just it makes me think that, um, you know, maybe they just maybe there are people who don't want to admit that the world is, is, is as dangerous as it is. And maybe for their own mental health, they just don't want to admit to themselves that they've got a target on their back. But it's it's a terrible, I find terrible that thing. I, I find that hard to believe with Jewish history, uh, that someone wouldn't admit. I mean, my gosh, all you've got to do is look back to World War II. I I, I just can't imagine that there's somebody, and there, there likely are, that maybe, for, for a psychological standpoint, Brad, don't want to accept that. And I guess that kind of goes back to the root of evil, right? We talk about faith. We talk about good versus evil. Evil is very real. We are seeing it manifest itself in the world now in ways that we don't ever want to see. But we know it's there. Don't we have to first accept that that evil is real before we can understand that we actually do have a target on our back, for example? Well, I mean, absolutely, though. But, I mean, like, the, probably the most insidious part about evil is it's highly deceptive. And the way, the way that it, it works its way into your life and, and works its way into society everywhere else is essentially to convince people that it doesn't exist or that it's not that bad or, or, you know, uh, people rationalize it away and that, you know, that what they're doing isn't wrong or isn't evil because they don't want to be held accountable for, for what they do. And next thing you know, you know, you have, um, you know, all these evils going on in the world and people sitting there wondering, how do we get to this point? It's like, we got to this point because we accept it. One, we don't believe that it's there. Uh, we get deceived, and then once we find out it's there, we just convince ourselves to accept it little by little by little, you know, until we find out we're at where we're at, which is always always too late. Once you, you know, make the decision to okay, fine, we're going to stand up. Well, you know, it's too late. You should have done that back in the beginning when you first realized that there was a problem. You know, I love the old saying. Ross Perot actually said it, but you know, when when you find a rattlesnake, you kill it. You don't build a zoo around it. But people tend to build a zoo around their own <laughs> around their own sins. You know. <laughs> Yeah, you got a chuckle out of me and Neil on that one at the same time. Uh, Neil, you know, you, you hear what there's a lot of truth to what Brad is saying, obviously, about evil. However, I find it very difficult to believe that Israelis are being deceived about Hamas and Hezbollah and Iran over all of these years. I'm pretty sure Hamas is not deceiving anybody. They know they want to kill them meaning Hamas wanting to kill all Israelis. They've made that very clear. So I guess it goes back right, to that same they, question. How do you not see that? People, yeah, but the same people, and I, it, I don't want to, I'm not blaming the victim. I'm just stating no, of course not. that there's a bunch of people who built kibbutzes next to Gaza and were basically hosting musical festivals right next to Gaza as if 
the people on the other side of the, like as if the people on inside those walls of Gaza couldn't get over the walls. I it it boggles my mind. Well, there's, uh, the there, yeah, there's that. Going on. And, you know, and also, you know, not to put too fine a point on it, but there are political problems inside the Israeli government and the Israeli politics where you, you literally have people, defense and intelligence and national security, lead, senior leaders who are, you know, weeks ago were protesting against the Netanyahu government and publicly criticizing the Netanyahu government. And the Netanyahu government is backed by orthodox political parties where members of those communities are not required to serve in the Israeli defense forces. And they're the ones, you know, they're the ones sort of sort of pushing. Um, it, it, I don't want to say an anti-Palestinian, but they're, they're, they're pushing a more aggressive posture against the Palestinians. And these guys don't even send their sons into the army. You know, you what you just mentioned to me, I'll take it to Brad, kind of start the conversation here with you, Brad, because to me, that smells of complacency, meaning I'll live right next to this wall. Well, look, we're not talking about the wrong side of the tracks. We're not talking about a bad neighborhood. You have to I, I had to go through a bad neighborhood in Tampa to get to my office every single day. But that bad neighborhood wasn't lobbing missiles into my yeah, neighborhood every couple weeks. There are gangs in Tampa who are not Hamas. Correct. Brad, doesn't this – so that that is a, like a, almost a yeah, – let's just be real about it. This is like a next-level complacency thing, right? It's not a victim-blaming, but, I mean, help me out here. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, uh, it, it does sound like complacency and, and you know – it. You know, I, I guess you kind of get used to. I mean, you know, I don't think that you know Hamas or even Hezbollah ever really quit lobbing rockets in Israel. Um, but you know, after a while, and you know, you just kind of get used to it, and you don't. I mean, it just kind of becomes part of your daily life, and you still get complacent. Um, you know, clearly, you know what happened uh, was not what they expected, and you know, I don't know if they just expected that. You know, no matter what happened, that the IDF would always be able to bail them out, and that Hamas wouldn't wouldn't come as hard as they did. Um, you know, but clearly the only way something like that can happen is if there is a certain level of complacency uh, in place that allows it. There, there has to be. We're getting ready to take a break. I've just been told. When we come back from the break, we're going to continue the conversation. Lots more to cover with Brad, with Neil, and Justin. If he can uh, can make it in, that'd be great. If not, we'll just bring him back next week. Lots to cover with you. Armed American Radio's Monster Cast. Third hour, well underway. Three more segments to go. We'll be back. Sig Sauer, the largest and most comprehensive firearm manufacturer in the world, also feeds your firearms. Sig Sauer manufactures the ultimate self-defense round, delivering exceptional on-target energy, maximum weight retention, and optimal expansion at all effective distances. Sig Sauer Elite Defense Ammunition is available in all popular calibers and features V-Crown jacketed hollow-point projectiles for maximum expansion and weight retention. It's the ultimate defensive ammunition. For more information, visit SigSauer.com today. 
At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products from top to bottom is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. The revolutionary Crossbreed Super Tuck holster is the most comfortable and concealable inside the waistband holster you'll ever wear. And nothing even comes close. Designed to completely conceal a firearm of any size and made to be worn with any attire from shorts and a t-shirt to a suit and a tie. Based on your personal carry style, the Super Tuck may be worn comfortably with or without your shirt tucked in. Find out why the Crossbreed Super Tuck is the most often imitated but never duplicated holster design in the world. Visit CrossbreedHolsters.com today. As a gun owner, have you ever thought about the liability that would come with having to use your weapon in self-defense? Or the liability that would come with having one of your guns stolen or misused? Or perhaps you work in a profession like security or law enforcement that requires you to carry a gun. Regardless, it's well known that responsible gun owners and security professionals across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits do arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us, and we can work with them to fill any gaps in your existing policy. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com. AAR listeners, you know I love my barbecue and you know I love my fire pits. I've searched forever to find the perfect fire in cooking wood and for the last two years I've used nothing but cutting edge firewood. Cutting edge firewood is perfectly kiln dried, mold, moisture, and pest free. It lights with one match. It burns longer and hotter than that nasty big box crap you've been using. Shipped nationwide in boxes or racks and is cut in your choice of chunks, 8 inch splits, or 16 inch logs. Choose white oak, cherry, or hickory for that perfect fire or wood cooking experience. Visit cuttingedgefirewood.com today and use what we use here at AAR Ranch. It's well known that we live in a world where even good police officers can become targets for frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom liability insurance for police officers to eliminate your exposure, to help prevent you from becoming a target, and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits do arise, we aggressively fight them. We do this in part by encouraging our law enforcement clients to take the X-Insurance See It, Say Something pledge. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us, and we can work with them to fill any gaps in your existing insurance policy. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. At X-Insurance, we believe in good police officers, and we believe in protecting good police officers. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com. Mike Gallagher wanting to let you know that the crew of the Desperado Sport Fish in Virginia Beach, Virginia supports Armed American Radio and the Second Amendment, and I'm right there with them. Now back to Mark Walters. Yeah, welcome back. Second segment, third hour, Armed American Radio's classic roundtable here 
at AAR Ranch. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom in front of the six-hour microphone. It's all being brought to you by the great X Insurance, and we're here in the Car Firearms Group studios. I want to go back to to Brad Primo uh, briefly. Brad, some fun questions to just throw at you. We were talking about complacency. There, there had to be a certain level of complacency. I know I wouldn't want to live next to that wall, knowing that a terrorist group on the other side of that wall wants to slaughter me. We know that. They know that. It was not a secret. It's been like this for, for many, many, many years. I wouldn't have wanted to live there. So in order for people to do that, I believe it, the Jewish population, Israelis, they're peace-loving, good people. Nobody wants to believe that these things can happen, even though rockets are being launched at them from time to time for years. So there has to be a certain level of complacency. First question, right? There has to be. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the only, you know, the, the, the idea that, or it's the, you know, it'll never happen to me. Um, I guess that's also complacency, but, you know, just the, the unwillingness to believe, you know, that the big bad wolf is actually just on the other side of that fence. And now on this side of the fence. So I think that complacency is gone forever, which leads me to my next question. Are we at a tipping point, not just in Israel, but here in the United States as well? Americans are watching what's happening. Many Americans are Israeli citizens, and many Israelis are American citizens, vice versa. Many of us have friends who live in Israel. Many of us have, many of us have friends who are Jewish that may never have been to Israel. But it's all the same thing. Are what we're, is what we're seeing in the United States bringing us to a tipping point where Americans have said, you know what, I'm sick of gun control, I'm sick of the American left, I'm fed up, I've had it, no. Are we there yet? Could this be a watershed moment? And actually the death, because I believe it is, quite frankly, I'll tell you that right up front, I believe we're witnessing the death of the extreme far left in this country. But I, I think we're at a watershed, but I'd like your thoughts on that. Do you believe we are? I, yeah, I mean, I think we are kind of getting to that point because and I don't know if people are going to specifically say that I'm tired of gun control because there's a lot of people out there that, that they don't really care one way or the other about guns. They're not for us or against us. However, I think the average person, I think most people in this country um, are just – I know me personally, I'm getting to this point especially – is I'm getting sick and tired of turning on the TV or you know looking at my phone and scrolling through social media or whatever and reading the news and it is just one violent crime after another being committed yep. by people who have been convicted of violent crimes in the past who are, who should be locked up who are on probation or parole or having violent histories that we're just playing patty cakes with and they're out there being allowed to run amok people being allowed to, to basically loot stores, run in there, still smashing grabs, and you can't do anything about it. And I'm just I'm getting sick and tired of turning on the TV and seeing it every day. And I'm willing to vote for whoever I have to vote for who's going to make it stop. Now, I would never consider voting for a Democrat anyways, but we all know there's not a single Democrat out there that has the wherewithal or the desire to stop any of that nonsense. No, and that's because they want control. Neil, are we at a watershed moment? I believe we are. Am I going too far? Am I too optimistic here as the eternal optimist that we're witnessing the death of woke, far-left politics in this country? Are we there yet, as Brad said, to even go further with crime statistics and everything we see day in and day out? Real America's got to be over this like me, and are we going to see it manifest itself in 2024? 
I think what you're going to see is that there, there's a lot of uh, free-thinking sort of people who, who like to associate themselves with the far left for whatever reason, and they're seeing they're like the scales are falling from their eyes, and they're seeing what's really going on. But you have to remember that you know the government agencies, the government contracts, the universities, the, the corporate America is is those people are still committed, right? And remember, you know, if you're if you're a leftist in this country, that means you live in a safe neighborhood, your kids go to safe schools, right? When you your office where you work, you have to swipe in with a security badge, there's an armed guard. It's like the left never experiences the consequences of their policies. They live in a bubble. And when you, you know, it's like you go, you go, you, if you were able to look at where, you know, where the money comes from for the Democratic Party, the far left money, and those communities are very posh and they are very safe. And when you go to them and you tell them what's going on in the country and in the world, they look at you like they have no idea what you're talking about. But they're not real America, Neil. Right. And I think so. I think there's a lot of people. I think a lot of people are coming to their senses. You're seeing these people who have given you know, millions of dollars to these Ivy League schools who are basically saying, whoa, what? Yeah. And then we are seeing that. And it's like, you know, when I went. Yeah. When I went to school there, it was a little lefty and a little crazy, but it wasn't like celebrating Hamas. Right. It wasn't like having posters for rallies with paraglide Hamas terrorists on the poster, it's in people, and, and, and we'll see. We'll see if these colleges sort of are able to shift gears, or are they getting, in, you know, are they getting enough money from the government and the government agencies and the student loans? You know, you know, is it, you know, we'll see what they're going to change. It's there, there has to come to a decision in this country because there's there's two different strains of what America is. There's two, there, you have you have two different futures being built at the same time. And it, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Like, there's going to be a divorce. <laughs> like, this is a bad marriage. Like, we, we don't like them. They don't like us. And when, when, and they're the ones making all the decisions that are getting us and our people killed. Getting us and our people killed, Brad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you, I mean, if you look, and I mean, look at everything that's going on between you know violent crime, you have a wide open southern border that you know who knows who's coming across that border. How many times have you know how many how many stories have we seen just in the last year where somebody or somebody's end up dead? And the perpetrator uh, is is someone who shouldn't have been in this country in the first place. All right, let me stop you you for a second. Let me stop you. Let me stop you. You mentioned the border. How many people do you know in your lifetime or in your life around you now, not your lifetime, but surrounding you now, who say, oh, yeah, let it it open? I think it's great all these unknown people are coming. How many people do you know that say that to you and think think like that? Anybody? I mean, I, I, I don't. I try not to associate with idiots, so I don't know anybody that says that to me personally. Um, I'm sure they're out there. I just don't know who they are. I mean, I think. Uh, Mark, look, it's so. It, it, it is so beyond logic. I, I can't even wrap my mind around it because 
you know, we, we recognize, so the government recognizes the dangerous of an open border. I can, I can attest to that because I spent a lot of time sealing the Iraqi and Syrian border back in 2005 because it was right, dangerous to let people come across that. Brad, hold on to that thought. When we come back, I want to go back there with you and take it over to Neil McCabe. Armed American Radio's MonsterCast continues from AAR Ranch in the Car Firearms Group Studios on this really cool six-hour platinum microphone, all brought to us by X-Insurance. We'll be right back. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. From Crossbreed Holsters comes the Women's Appendix. With softer leather and smoother corners, the Women's Appendix holster was designed specifically with the female body in mind. This holster is intended for popular small firearms and has no cant, so it can be worn on the front side of the body. Featuring a Crossbreed hand-molded pocket for a perfect fit, we ensure the Women's Appendix is your answer for any woman who wants to carry a small firearm in a front position. This versatile holster can be worn in the standard appendix or cross-draw fashion. Find your perfect fit today at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Defender Coffee was created by patriots for patriots. It's coffee for Americans devoted to defending the Second Amendment. It's coffee for Americans who understand that if you don't fight for your freedom, you lose it. That's why Defender Coffee donates profits to gun rights organizations that fight to defend the Second Amendment. When you drink Defender Coffee, every single cup defends your right to keep and bear arms. Visit DefenderCoffee.com today and get free shipping when you join the coffee club. DefenderCoffee.com. AAR listeners, you know I love my barbecue and you know I love my fire pits. I've searched forever to find the perfect fire in cooking wood and for the last two years I've used nothing but cutting edge firewood. Cutting edge firewood is perfectly kiln dried, mold, moisture, and pest free. It lights with one match. It burns longer and hotter than that nasty big box crap you've been using. Shipped nationwide in boxes or racks and is cut in your choice of chunks, 8 inch splits, or 16 inch logs. Choose white oak, cherry, or hickory for that perfect fire or wood cooking experience. Visit cuttingedgefirewood.com today and use what we use here at AAR Ranch. The revolutionary Crossbreed Super Tuck holster is the most comfortable and concealable inside the waistband holster you'll ever wear. And nothing even comes close. Designed to completely conceal a firearm of any size and made to be worn with any attire from shorts and a t-shirt to a suit and a tie. Based on your personal carry style, the Super Tuck may be worn comfortably with or without your shirt tucked in. Find out why the Crossbreed Super Tuck is the most often imitated but never duplicated holster design in the world. Visit CrossbreedHolsters.com today. 
Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact shell made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts or call 800-978-9358 and remember use promo code AAR. segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Don't forget to use the promo code AAR at MyPillow.com. Welcome back. Yeah, go ahead and use that. And it's not MyPillow.com anymore. It's MyPillow.com slash AAR. We have a beautiful webpage up there with all the products. Everything that's on sale makes my life a lot easier. Just visit MyPillow.com slash AAR. Use the promo code and help the company out that has supported you and your right to bear arms for a decade on this show. It's really that simple. And now's a great time of year to pick up some of that stuff. Some of the sheets, the pillows, the cooling pillows are fantastic. The 2.0s, they're amazing. I have them. Just got an order last week. Uh, got pillowcases and of all products out there right now, the slippers are the best. Make sure to visit all of our partners at Armed American Radio. Com. Brad, before we go back to Neil, I'm going to go back to you on the securing the border for a minute because you were talking about, and I find it fascinating, you were talking about securing the Iraqi border. Can it be done here? Why? It, obviously it can, but why aren't we? Political, well, I'm not going to say we because that, you know, plenty of us do. Uh, the the current party that occupies the White House, and, and uh, they don't have the political uh, will to do it. And, Why do they want know, the do they want the country to get hit again? Yes, I, yeah, Ooh. of course. Uh, they don't look, you know, between between not caring if the country gets hit again, and also, you know, especially the California Democrats would basically lose their wage slaves. Um, you know how Democrats feel about their slaves. Um, they want to keep that supply coming, and so the fact of the matter is, I mean, like I said, I mean. You know, we secured the the, the Syrian Iraqi border, and it was a it, similar to the Mexican border. There was a, a long history of people that that lived on both sides of that border. They did business on one side, lived on the other, crossed back and forth, just like you hear stories about. You know, people in Laredo, Texas, and I know El many Paso. of them myself. Yeah, going to Juarez. You know, I mean, it's just it was a way of life for for decades and decades. You know, and, and that's one thing. But you know, when you end up when you have a hostile party on one side of that border, which we have in Mexico, which is Mexico is basically a failed state at this point. They've been fighting a civil war for well over a decade. The cartels run the country. They are a malignant force. Uh, they they are violent and dangerous, and they have they don't have good intentions for the United States or the people. And so, you cannot keep treating that border as an imaginary line and let people live their lives on both sides of it. When you have people who want to kill you. 
just on the other side. You have to put a stop to it. It's common sense, right? I mean, like anybody, I mean, most people listening, it's common sense. But we're not talking about people with common sense. We're talking about people who have an agenda that is anti-American and, frankly, it's anti-regular American person, right? They, they, they hate us, and that's why they don't care. Neil. Yeah. How do we overcome that? Um, because, you see, I, I'm, I'm someone who, particularly over the last two weeks, since October 7th, I, I look back, and I cannot for the life of me. I cannot, and I've tried. I cannot for the life of me understand why any American citizen at this point is not armed. I cannot understand it. There are lots of Democrats that own guns. Lots. How come not all? Saw a question in the chat earlier. How come Schumer isn't advocating for gun ownership? How come Schumer's not advocating for Jews in America to arm themselves? God forbid it happened here with the tax that we're seeing. Schumer sees what's happening in New York City. Schumer sees what's happening on college campuses. I can't wrap my head around it. Help me understand it. Unfortunately, there are people who are going to refuse to defend themselves. And when they get in trouble, they're going to be calling on everyone else to bail them out. And, you know, it's this is what we're seeing all over the country. And this is what we're seeing, you know, in, in Israel. I and mean, Israel knew what they had to do. Israel Does an American citizen not understand self-reliance? When it's did Americans lose culture. that? It's a part of our DNA. It's a I very, thought it was. part of our DNA. But, you know, since 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 we dropped the bomb. It uh, America sort of changed. And it's like if you look at how we've, you know, until we dropped the bomb, we were always a country that wanted to win wars. And we haven't basically what wars have we won since we dropped the bomb? And now we just because we it's like we just want to now all of a sudden we want to be fair to everybody. We want to give everybody a chance. We want everybody to get a chance to punch us in the jaw first. It's it's bonkers. I keep saying it. It, 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 it really is. I And I can sense your frustration. It, it is. It is bonkers. Brad, I have a sign on the studio, a, a professional sign, not handmade, that essentially says, nothing inside here is worth dying for. Go away. I have another sign that says, and, and these are fun because they're real. I, I have these signs. One that says, basically, there's nothing in here worth dying for. Go away. And the other one says, this door is locked for your security, not mine. And I would bet if somebody tried to kick your door in, you can take care of business. I know Neil can, because I know what kind of gun Neil carries when Neil carries a gun. I know I can. I know your neighbors can. You mean to tell me there's a neighbor out there that just doesn't think it's going to happen to them? And is comfortable Having no means, what man possesses no means to defend himself for his family? I mean, that's a mighty good question in my mind. I, mean, I can't, I, I could not fathom, um, if even not just for me, but I mean, like, yeah, right. If you have a family, how do you, how do you put your family in a position, um, you know, where they're basically defenseless? Because are you even you a know, man at that point? 
I mean, I'd, I'd argue no. <laughs> you know, I would, I would, I would, I have some very serious questions. I mean, like you better. I mean, you know, I know for me, you know, when it was when I was a single dude, this is me and a dog, right? And you know, I had a great dog. I remember I had someone call me one time wanting to offer me a, an alarm system, and uh, I, I told them I didn't need one. And they asked me, "What you know? What do you have? You know, what are you doing for home security?" So well, I got a big dog and a twelve gauge. Right. Um, they thought that was pretty funny, but I was being serious, you know, um, <laughs> right. you know, and, and so I, mean, I, I, you know, look, I mean, I was a police officer and I know that, I mean, the, the whole thing that, you know, when, when, when seconds matter, the police are minutes away. Yeah, you're right. That's absolutely right. And there, no one, there's no help is coming. Okay. When, when, when your back is against the wall, when evil has found you, uh, no help is coming. It is you. It is up to you to fight that out until you know. Until because by the time the cops get there, it's over. Okay, someone someone's either run away or someone's dead or someone's dying. Whatever, but the incident is over. The cops are not going to show up. They're not going to get there in time for it to be an active scene. And so you know, if you allow yourself to to not be armed in your house, and Mark, there are people out there that are proud of the fact we've all seen the signs. Right. Oh yeah. Proud of the fact they put a sign in their front yard, letting people know that that, that you know we don't be, you know quote unquote believe in guns as if they don't actually exist. They don't own guns in this house, and 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 they, and they act like they're morally superior because of it. It's like, well, you know what, your moral superiority in your mind, you know, isn't going to do you much good when when you're in a box, you know. So I don't I don't understand people that won't take basic steps. To not only take care of their own life, but if you have kids, you need to be ready to fight like a tiger in a in a in a moment's notice. And I don't know of a better way to do that than having a whole bunch of guns ready to go. Well, you know, my wife is a, is a wonderful, super nice, docile person. You step between her and my kids, and she'll rip you apart. She'll rip you apart. We've all heard that saying, you know, don't step between a mama bear and her cubs. But there are people in Israel still today whose neighbors were raped and beheaded that don't want to arm themselves at this point. I don't understand that mentality. It would seem to me that a normal, functioning, psychologically fit human being would say, uh, yeah, I'll take that one, that one, that one, and that one, and I'll take 10,000 of those, 10,000 of those, and 10,000 of those. One more segment left on Armed American Radio's Classic Roundtable. We'll be back with the crew right after this. Don't go away. The gold set from North American Arms. These beautiful mini revolvers are plated in 24 karat gold and are available in calibers 22 short, 22 long rifle, and 22 magnum. Available individually or as a set, each mini is equipped with synthetic white pearl grips, matching serial numbers, and a beautiful walnut display case with glass top. The gold set for a limited time at North American Arms. To add one, two, or three of these beautiful mini 24 karat gold plated revolvers to your collection, visit NorthAmericanArms.com today. 
The long-awaited six-hour P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer-shooting, easier-handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with SIG-like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at SIGSOUR.com for the new P365 380. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. Car, the 25th anniversary K9 and the venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research, the classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR, biggest, finest revolvers, and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance, the classics, Thompson, that's right, the Tommy Gun, the incredible M1 carbine, and the one and only classic 1911. Car Firearms, a family of brands standing for your family's freedom. Sig Sauer is the manufacturer of the game-changing P365 high-capacity micro-compact. This revolutionary new concealed carry pistol gives you more capacity, concealability, and capability. The award-winning Sig Sauer P365 redefines the category and has become the most desired handgun on the market today. Holding up to 17 plus 1 rounds, its ergonomic design makes it more shootable with a clean, crisp trigger pull you'd expect from Sig Sauer. The Sig P365, America's number one selling handgun for a reason. Visit SigSauer.com. The Second Amendment Foundation has grown into what many believe to be the most important gun rights organization in America. With hundreds of thousands of active members, it is the Second Amendment Foundation defending your rights in courtrooms across the nation. Winning these battles in local jurisdictions all the way to the Supreme Court requires tireless effort and help from you. Please help the Second Amendment Foundation defend your freedoms by joining or donating today at saf.org. Join us at saf.org. Thank you. Defender Coffee was created by patriots for patriots. It's coffee for Americans devoted to defending the Second Amendment. It's coffee for Americans who understand that if you don't fight for your freedom, you lose it. That's why Defender Coffee donates profits to gun rights organizations that fight to defend the Second Amendment. When you drink Defender Coffee, every single cup defends your right to keep and bear arms. Visit DefenderCoffee.com today and get free shipping when you join the coffee club. DefenderCoffee.com. The revolutionary Crossbreed Super Tuck holster is the most comfortable and concealable inside the waistband holster you'll ever wear. And nothing even comes close. Designed to completely conceal a firearm of any size and made to be worn with any attire from shorts and a t-shirt to a suit and a tie. Based on your personal carry style, the Super Tuck may be worn comfortably with or without your shirt tucked in. Find out why the Crossbreed Super Tuck is the most often imitated but never duplicated holster design in the world. Visit CrossbreedHolsters.com today. Dr. Sebastian Gorka letting you know that the Desperado Sport Fishing Crew in Virginia Beach, Virginia supports Armed American Radio and our right to bear arms. Now, back to Mark Walters. Oh, final segment in the roundtable here on a Sunday at AAR Ranch. 
Car Firearms Group Studios. We missed Justin today, but we'll have him back next week. Six-hour mic lit up for you. All of it brought to you by the Great Axe Insurance. So I want to kind of take this segment. We'll go into a little bit of American history here. Neil, I know you know this. Brad, you likely know this as well. Both, In fact, I know both of you do. But I, as far as our, our history is concerned, I'm pretty well-read, okay? I've read the Federalist Papers on more than one occasion. Yes, I've actually read the Constitution, Brad. Have you ever read the Constitution, Brad? Not all of it. I'll admit not even all of it, but I've read most of it. And you've read the Declaration of Independence. I know that because we've talked about it. Neil McCabe, mm-hmm. same thing. But there are some yes. there are some great books out. There are three great books that I want to tell people, uh, listeners, about right now. I read David McCulloch's book, John Adams, which is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Incredible insight into the man and the founding of our nation and what he meant to it. And also 1776 by the same author. And I'll tell you what I just finished last night. I just finished last night at about 1 o'clock in the morning, I think, maybe midnight. I just wrapped up Bill O'Reilly's latest in the Killing series, Killing the Witches, which was a phenomenal, fascinating history of the Salem witch trials. And I found it interesting that when he was done talking about the witch trials, there was still another 150 pages to go in the book. How could that possibly be? I thought, well, Killing the Witches, it would be over. No, because what the Salem witch trials brought us eventually was more importantly than anything else was freedom of religion in this country so we didn't have fanatical religious rule forced upon us by a government as a direct result of what happened in salem and what was interesting in all of those books and when you read the federalist papers particularly federalist 46 ladies and gentlemen if you haven't read it read it read that history and the arguments over the bill of rights it's fascinating stuff But there are two things that come to mind that you see woven throughout history. And that is the firearm was at the forefront of everything we did and booze. And I mean that sincerely. The taverns were meeting places back in the day. Neil, we've lost that. Our our kids don't read that history. They couldn't tell you anything about John Adams. They couldn't tell you, for example... Anything that you would read in David McAuliffe's incredible book, 1776, about the life of George Washington, let alone the Mayflower and the Puritans and everything else, and the role of the firearm in the building of this nation, Neil. We've lost that, and I think if we don't go back to that, we're doomed. Please, take it. Well, the the founders were very much aware, and the framers also... um we're very much aware that in England, the the right to hold a gun or to have weapons was severely restricted. And some of that was um, some of that was because of the civil wars, but also was basically because they didn't want common people to be hunting on royal land or the Lord's land, and that there were a lot of these hunting grounds were restricted. And so, you know, when they came when. The, when the English colonies came to the U.S., it's like, hey, uh, we got to hunt. We need guns. And, hey, there are these Indians. And the, the word they use for Indians, Thomas Jefferson, the word he uses for Indians in the uh, Declaration of Independence is savages, you know. And what, one, of, one of the complaints that Jefferson makes against the king is that he has excited the savages against us. And we had to defend ourselves from these savages. And 
you know, this is this is a this is supposed to be a part of our DNA, but you know, I I, I think we've lost it. I think you're right to point it out, and, and you know that it, it was inconceivable. And this is something that Scalia said in the Heller decision. It's inconceivable that the people who wrote the Constitution imagined a world where people couldn't own a gun. And remember, Dick Heller, when he was filing that, when he filed that suit, he was a secu- an armed security guard at the Supreme Court, and he he had to turn at the end of his shift, he had to turn in his weapon his sidearm, he had to turn in his pistol at the end of the shift, and he had to ride his bike through some of the most dangerous neighborhoods in the world through Washington, D.C., which at the time was falling apart. But but the irony that he was guarding the – he was guarding the Supreme Court but not allowed to carry a gun to to defend himself in in, in Washington, D.C. You're right. The founders could have never envisioned that. Brad – yeah, I, I mean, you know, going again, I'm going to go beyond the firearms aspect. And you talk about, you know, that basically our our people are not learning our history, and it's an intentional act. Okay, yes, it's an it intentional is. act to to destroy the idea of American exceptionalism, which is we are exceptional. There's no, there's if you, you cannot look at history, you cannot look at facts and determine that America is anything but exceptional. Okay, we actually live, I mean, you know, collectively, this is a fantasy land here. We have it so good in this country compared to the rest of the world that Americans truly have no idea how bad it is outside of our borders. That's right. And, Great point. You know, we are exceptional. You know, the other thing about us is that we are basically the, the, the pinnacle uh, of Western culture. Western culture is one of the greatest creations of mankind. If you look at what Western culture has bestowed about mankind of, of, into the world, um, it is the, it, Western culture is, is the reason why we have what we have in this world today. If you look outside of Western Europe, and Western Europe is falling quickly, but if you look outside of Western Europe, United States, this world is a hellhole. And we're being invaded by people who want to take advantage of what we've built, and we got traitors on the inside that are letting them in. And they're wanting to tear it down, too, because they're, they're, they're filling their pockets is, is probably what's going on. You know, and so it, it makes sense why they don't, want, they don't want our kids to understand, you know, how exceptional America is. And part of what made us exceptional, still makes us exceptional, is the fact that, that we believe in individual liberty to the point where you have the right to defend your life by any means necessary, which means you get to be armed as you see fit. That's the only way a man is truly free is that he's allowed to arm himself. He can arm himself and defend his own life. If you're reliant on somebody else to defend your life, you are not free. You're you are not free. You are a subject. You are a slave. And ladies and gentlemen, I know we're going to be told in just a second that we're coming to the close of this hour. But I think it's safe to say, to close out on this note, that there are people in this country, Brad just mentioned, who want you disarmed, who want to disarm this nation. Let me, let me tell you right now, if that happens, you will never, ever, ever recognize this nation. This nation will be lost to the history books forever. Neil, very quickly, 10 seconds, would you agree with that? Yeah, a thousand percent. And uh, the people who are making decisions in this country are not looking out for us. They're looking out for themselves, and they want us under their thumb. 
Brad, would you agree with that statement as well? This country would be unrecognizable and gone to history forever. 100%. Gun owners are the only thing that's holding back the hordes right now. You better believe it, ladies and gentlemen. Never forget that. And what's happening in Israel should very well be an eye-opener to all of us across this country. We spent a lot of time talking about it today for a reason. For that reason, right there. Just summed it up for you. Armed American Radio is going to get up and do it again tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, on Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, precisely because they don't want us talking about it. That's why we do it. So until we meet on the radio tomorrow, remember, carry on, carry often, carry absolutely everywhere. Never, ever, ever leave your cave without your club. No self-respecting caveman would have ever been caught outside his cave without his club. Enjoy your evening. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Thanks to the crew. See you tomorrow, guys. You've just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. On the Armed American Radio Network. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. The long-awaited six-hour P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer-shooting, easier-handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with SIG-like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at sixhour.com for the new P365 380. From Crossbreed Holsters comes the Women's Appendix. With softer leather and smoother corners, the Women's Appendix holster was designed specifically with the female body in mind. This holster is intended for popular small firearms and has no cant, so it can be worn on the front side of the body. Featuring a Crossbreed hand-molded pocket for a perfect fit, we ensure the Women's Appendix is your answer for any woman who wants to carry a small firearm in a front position. This versatile holster can be worn in the standard appendix or cross-draw fashion. Find your perfect fit today at CrossbreedHolsters.com. The revolutionary Crossbreed Super Tuck Holster is the most comfortable and concealable inside the waistband holster you'll ever wear. And nothing even comes close. Designed to completely conceal a firearm of any size and made to be worn with any attire from shorts and a t-shirt to a suit and a tie. Based on your personal carry style, the Super Tuck may be worn comfortably with or without your shirt tucked in. Find out why the Crossbreed Super Tuck is the most often imitated but never duplicated holster design in the world. Visit CrossbreedHolsters.com today.